Hey, welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. This is Tiffany Rowe. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor and psychology teacher. I own Mindful Counseling in Orem, Utah, and I'm on a mission to break down mental health stigma. Therapy Thoughts is a podcast all about helping you love yourself and make peace with your mind, body, and food. I'll share some education, tips, interviews, and tools from my clinical experience so you can improve your mental health. Stay tuned as we change the mental health game and talk all about therapy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, episode two, Therapy Thoughts coming at you, my friends. This is Tiffany Rowe. I want to tell you about Therapy Thoughts and jump into one of the main areas that I discuss as a counselor. So my whole approach is helping people love themselves, love their minds, love their bodies, and their relationships with food. I have to start with loving yourself and want to address that today. Uh, I believe in this holistic approach to mental health and often find one of the main breakdowns in mental health is people just do not like who they are. They don't love themselves, let alone like themselves. We are in such a culture of perfectionism and being better than others and self-esteem being based upon achievement and comparison. So I really believe mental health has to um, surround the idea of loving who you are, if not loving who you are, accepting who you are. So let's talk about this first approach to uh, mental health that I take as a counselor, loving who you are, loving yourself. I got to cover the big myth that loving yourself means you're selfish. So let's, let's clarify that. That's just not true. Self-love, if we are defining what is self-love, it is regard for your own well-being. It's regard for your own happiness. And when you are doing that for yourself, it's chiefly considered as desirable rather than a narcissistic characteristic. We want to be concerned for our own well-being. It's regard for our happiness. It doesn't mean we don't care about other people's well-beings or other people's happiness. It just means that we care about ours. So I find it strange that that must mean we are selfish, which, com which comes with its own uh, slew of assumptions. So let's tackle what selfish means. It means that you or an action or a motive lacks consideration for others. This means you're chiefly concerned with your own personal profit or own pleasure. So I think if we compare those self-love having regard for your own well-being versus selfishness, which means you lack consideration for others, those two things do not have to exist at the same time, right? You can love yourself, you can regard your own well-being, regard your own happiness as important, and it does not mean you lack consideration for others because that's what selfishness is. So just because you love ourselves does not mean you lack consideration for other people or only seek your own interest. And I'm going to argue a couple reasons why 
Loving yourself actually helps you care about other people and not be selfish. So one, let's talk about some of the research. The number one reason why self-love is not selfish, because the benefits of it are going to increase your health and not selfishness. So Dr. Kristen Neff, Kristen with a K, she wrote a book that I highly recommend. I like it a lot. It's called Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. Side note, uh, if you're dealing with an eating disorder or trying to fight diet culture, there are some notes of diet culture things noted. But I like her overall message about body love. But the bigger message from her book is to have self-compassion. Anyway, her research says that self-compassion is completely unassociated with narcissism, that people who are high in self-compassion are no more likely to be narcissistic than people low in self-compassion. And self-compassion supports and builds self-love. So there's a lot of really positive research out there that that shows us as we focus on taking care of our own needs and having regard for our wellness and happiness, we are actually more capable of helping others. Um, It does not create or breed selfishness. Self-compassion is one means of loving ourselves. And I think this is a good gateway. We, We come from a culture that's very uncomfortable with the idea of I love myself So self-compassion takes a different approach. It means you give yourself grace. It doesn't matter how you perform. It doesn't matter if you failed. Self-compassion means you give yourself a little grace. It means you are kind to yourself and you apply some self-love. It is associated with significantly less anxiety, less depression, higher scores of happiness, higher optimism, And it breeds positive emotions. So self-compassion is this nice gateway uh, where we aren't bragging, we're not conceited, we're not in this extreme narcissistic state. Rather, by applying self-compassion, we reduce all of these negative symptoms that allow us to be present and kind and loving to other people. So try a little self-compassion. If you're interested in this topic, again, Dr. Kristen Neff, her book, Self-Compassion. The proven power of being kind to yourself. I really enjoy that read. So that's that's one reason why self-love isn't selfish. Her research says it's going to increase health. It's going to bring all these positive benefits and doesn't breed selfishness. So another reason why I'm an advocate of loving yourself and why it doesn't make you selfish. Because if you love yourselves, you will better love other people. So if you do not feel love inside, you just, you can't give it effectively. Self-love is so central for a fulfilling life and for all kinds of relationships. And if you are numbed out and and have big walls up, um, you're not open to love, it's very difficult to, to spread that. We must meet our own needs. We cannot give from an empty tank. If you're running around with, with fumes as your fuel, you have very little to give. So self-love fills us up with energy and joy, and then you can spread that to others. And if we lack self-love, you may be seeking validation from other people to prove you are worthy. And that, we could argue, is selfish. So if I don't like myself, 
If I don't like who I am, if I don't love who I am, I'm going to be seeking proof that I'm okay from everyone around me. And that really sets us up for this kind of cyclical, self-defeating relationship pattern. We, in fact, might find people who prove our, our self-defeating belief that we're unlovable. We may find emotionally unavailable people because that's a familiar feeling for us. If we're rejected and not accepted, it's like, yeah, I knew it. I knew I was a piece of crap. We, we tend to find evidence to reassure our self-defeating beliefs. And having a lack of self-love may actually perpetuate that. So if we fill ourselves up and decide and choose that we are worthy of love and that we belong and that we are good enough in our imperfection, um, we won't be seeking as much validation from others to prove our worthiness because we'll, we'll have an inherent sense of worthiness. If we're filled with that love, we'll be able to give fully in relationships instead of seeking that reassurance that please, please prove that I'm okay because I really don't believe I am. So by loving ourselves, we can better love other people. That's my second point. So first point, the benefits of self-love increase your health, not selfishness. The second point, if we love ourselves, we'll be better able to love others. Here's my third point of why loving you is a good idea and it's not a selfish thing. Self-love allows us to respect others. Practicing self-love means that you learn how to trust yourself and you treat yourself with respect and you are kind and affectionate towards yourself. I mean, think of how you would treat someone you respect and love. Self-love allows that same type of respectful, kind, trusting relationship. So respect really looks like honoring boundaries it looks like a non-judgmental approach to relationships, um, speaking kindly. So if you give yourself these gifts, we are then really primed to give others the same treatment. So just loving who you are, loving yourself, it allows you to love other people. Respecting yourself allows you to respect other people. Again, I think what we focus on expands. And it's what we attract and it's what we give. If you focus on how much you hate yourself and focus on comparison and focus on the lack, that's your lens for the world. So my third point, self-love allows you to respect others. If your main barrier is this is going to make me selfish and it's wrong, focus on the long goal of actually this is going to make you better able to connect to others, to respect others and to love others. My fourth point and this, this is something I talk about with almost everyone in my office who says, oh, this is going to make me conceited if I love myself. You have a lot of overcompensating to do to go from one extreme of like self-loathing to become a freaking narcissist. So if you look at this like a spectrum or a continuum, on one extreme end is I hate myself. And on the other extreme end is narcissistic personality disorder. Those of us who dwell in a place of not enoughness and shame, something's wrong with us, we're malfunction, we're defective, dude, it's going to take some serious overhaul of who you are as a person to make you a narcissist. So let's just get rid of that all or nothing thinking. If you're so used to despising yourself, it's really unlikely that you're going to build self-worth to a point of selfishness and narcissism. We're just trying to get you up to a functioning baseline. 
of not freaking hating yourself or speaking horribly to to yourself. So just challenge that all or nothing thinking. I either hate myself or I'm narcissistic. Uh, we're not going to all of a sudden become this uncaring, cold person. It's just not going to happen. You can be safe and love yourself. And I would, I would prompt you to use that type of affirmation. You can love yourself safely. It's safe to do this. You're worthy to do this. You deserve to love yourself. You deserve to feel good. Uh, my fifth point of why self-love is a crucial part of mental health and why it's not selfish, we attract and spread what we focus on. And I, I alluded to this earlier. People who intentionally gather positivity and people who gather light and love around them radiate it. It is contagious. Energy is contagious. You ever been around someone who's just got this black cloud kind of Eeyore vibe? It's a downer, and we pick up on that. If we focus and we intentionally create love, we will attract and build love. I don't mean this in a woo-woo way. I mean this in a very literal way. It is contagious, and we can feel that. Love is love. Whether we love ourselves or we love other people's, we are going to focus and attract and spread love. Love is not synonymous with selfishness. So it always comes back to this. If you want to love yourself, it's going to have positive outcomes and fighting for that in a society that says it's wrong to love yourself. We actually get this like mixed message. We have this very self-focused, individualized, um, take care of number one culture but at the same time, if you like love yourself while doing that, it's wrong. You're supposed to be like this this humble bragger or something. I don't know. I, I feel like we can't win. It's catch-22. Um, but when I say love yourself, I believe that's a breakthrough. You are in your body. You are in your brain for the rest of your life. You have 90 years to have this experience. And I think the way you talk to yourself and the way you feel about yourself makes or breaks your experience and you can change it and I mean that very directly and I challenge people who disagree you can change how you feel self-esteem is a choice self-compassion is a choice self-love is a choice and whatever messages you got growing up or whatever messages you buy into that say hey I'm not worthy of doing this fight for it fight for self-love and choose as an adult to step into your power you can talk to yourself in the way that you deserve to be talked to. So if, you ha if this really calls to you, you're like, yeah, I want to do this. How do I start? I don't have a problem believing I deserve it. I just don't know how to do it. We're going to talk all about that over the next couple months. But step one, start catching how you talk to yourself. If you say you're so disgusting and no one could possibly love you and if people really knew you, they would reject you, challenge those words affirmations that that build you up there's scientific backing that it literally changes your brain you can think differently and you can feel differently remember what you think creates your feeling state so if you feel like crap you're probably thinking crappy things so start catching how you talk to yourself uh, when I get around to writing my book this is gonna be chapter one positive affirmations. I really believe in them and, and I see them change my clients' lives. So say some nice things. Um, change how you talk to yourself. That's, that's a gateway to self-love, my friends. Let me know how you're feeling about this podcast. Leave a review. 
Uh, we're going to keep doing this once a week for now. Let me tell you about a couple things if you're wanting more information. I have launched a messaging service. You can find the link on my website, mindfulcounselingutah.com, or on my Instagram, at mindfulcounseling. And what this messaging service is, is you can click a... Uh, a link that takes you to a secure portal where you can message me up to 800 words with any question, concern, and I will respond for just a $25 fee with a thorough individualized custom response to you. I will give you education, resources, and supportive links that you can further find answers to. Um, I'm really excited about this messaging service and I'm getting some good feedback from folks who've already done it. Another option for you, if you want to go deeper and traditional therapy isn't calling to you or you're on my waiting list, which is a bit long, I'm now offering live video groups online. I'm starting the first cohort, okay? So it's a six-week group and we meet every Saturday online for an hour and we're going to go through a curriculum that's a crash course in loving you. Um, We're going to be talking mindfulness, intuitive eating, body image. We're going to be tackling perfectionism. So each week we'll have a different topic. It's a $300 group and you get these six one-hour sessions with me. I limit the group size to 20 people so that everyone's questions can be answered and we can have a really effective group. Um, This, in my opinion, is the fastest, most effective way to hit your goals because it's just education and tools and answers to questions. Um, There's not as much give and take and feedback like I would have in one-on-one counseling where you're wanting to do even deeper work. This is more of a jump in, get get totally educated on all things, loving yourself, your mind, your body, and your relationship with food. Okay, my friends, stick around. I'm going to add a song to the end of this for you to check out. And until next time, may you be well. I appreciate you tuning in and supporting the Therapy Thoughts podcast. If you want to dive deeper into intuitive eating and body image and self-love, head over to tiffanyrow.com. It's the hub of all of my courses, the podcast, my merch, and information about doing counseling and coaching with me. I hope you guys stick around for more. We have lots of exciting interviews and thought leaders coming onto the podcast. So until next time, may you be well.